What is going on, Headliner Nation? Welcome back to the Fantasy Headliners Podcast Monday edition. Now, full disclosure, we didn't Monday, do this. Monday. Yeah, we didn't do this show last week, and that was 100% my fault. That's my bad. Uh, I was not in a good mental state of mind. Um, youth sports kind of put me in a place where I didn't belong in front of a microphone because there was nothing positive going to be coming out of my mouth. So we took last week off. That's my bad. But we're back today, and we got ourselves a full house. We got Kyle. We got the Lone Boner Mac, Dr. Ethan Turner, and Big Ram Chris Kennedy himself in the house to talk talk about whatever we want to talk about here for the next 30 to 45 minutes. So we appreciate you following us here. Do us a quick favor before we get into the show. If you can hit that review button, give us a five-star review. Leave some comments down below. Let us know what you want to see or if you like this show going forward. We're trying to make it as best as we can for you, the listener. Now, right off the bat, it's something we were already talking about before we started recording. We're going to touch on it. Careful when I say touch on it, Rem. I mean, Rem's eyes, when I brought up the words touch on it, he got big-eyed over there. Be, be careful. Tom Brady has now come out of retirement. He is back in Tampa Bay, and that is the talk of the NFL world. I get it. Not everybody loves Tom Brady. A lot of people, some people in this room right now do not like Tom Brady, um, but it is what it is. In my opinion, I tweeted it out before we recorded this. In my opinion, the NFL – is better when Tom Brady is playing football. And I, I will take Tampa Bay Tom Brady over New England Tom Brady any day because at least the guy is somewhat more entertaining and looks like he has a little bit of a personality compared to what we saw in New England for like two decades. So I know right off the bat, and we'll go ahead and, and call a spade a spade here, Matt, Big Mac don't like himself, some Tom Brady. But he, he's got some hidden... I, he, some hidden emotions in there. Mac, Mac is not a huge Tom Brady fan. Now that aside, that aside, are you excited to at least have him back in the NFL? Put, put all the past accolades, the goat tag, all that aside. Are you glad that he came back? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for, for fantasy purposes, man, I, you know, I think it's good. You know, it's good for fantasy. Um, man, <laughs> Mac I, is struggling right now to say one woo! positive thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really am. You know, I feel like I'm trying to talk to my ex-wife, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it's uh, just awkward. Yeah, it's like an awkward conversation. Very. You know what I'm saying? But no, in all seriousness, you know, Tom's Tom. You know what I mean? He's been in the league uh, respectfully um, for years. Forever. You know? Yeah, it seems like he's about 112. You know, him and Coach K are vampires, I think. But um Yo, I mean, like I said, Tampa Bay now already, you know. Um, they got the NFC of, South one, right? I think they've already won the NFC South. Did that come out already? Is that official, Kyle? Did um, they already won the NFC South? That's what I said in my video earlier. I mean, <laughs> does anybody want to disagree that there's another team as of right now that's in play for the NFC South? So I think what, the only other team. It depends on what be, Carolina does. Yeah, if Carolina yeah. can trade for Deshaun Watson, then they become they become a top contender right there that i will agree but as of right now Deshaun but as Watson, of right now no it's not in carolina division at the time of right. this recording at least what happens overnight i can't i can't control but kyle had a breaking news video come out 28 minutes after the news dropped now is that a record that's got to be a record and you know i don't I'm think a, it is i think my best time is 23 minutes whoa Listen, we're, we're talking about no, dropping videos, that's not impressive. any other other activities. But what was it would funny be a is, lot less than that if we were talking about anything else. Ethan, actually, was it a tweet? I saw you say that even you, you're a part of this team, Ethan, but yet you're shocked with how fast, fast videos can come out. I, I commented that on the video. That's what it was. I, I, I still am stunned. I mean, of course, it helps that it's on a Sunday. Kyle's not 
currently working crazy hard. So we were available <laughs> Sunday afternoon, but just from a uh, news breaking standpoint, YouTube is not, you can't just like tweet it out. Like yeah. Twitter, it's like, you can instantly be like, yep, saw this on YouTube. You have to actually like put together a video and kind of actually do something. So 23 minutes for video is just like outrageous. So here's the breakdown. If, if everybody out there is wanting to hear the breakdown on what goes into a breaking news video, first off, it, it, it depends on the time. If it's during the day when I'm actually like working, like he's using quotation job, fingers. Yeah. My real job with quotation fingers. I don't have to do anything other than run out to the studio and do it. If it's after hours though, and the fam is home, this whole process starts with me yelling, Oh crap got breaking news and they kind of know what's up at that point your boy's gotta run he's gotta fast. get pants on and he's gotta get the camera on pants no i have done to. it i'm gonna be 100 honest i've done it in my underwear before just because i didn't have time to put pants on so uh you know you never you never know what i might have on down below when when a breaking news video comes out but if the if the top is prepped which let's face it look at me it is on most days if the top is prepped we can come right out here if not Got to get the teeth brushed real quick. Got to get the hair done really quick, really fast. Get out here. Then we got to get a graphic done. I like to put at least a graphic in it. You know, maybe it's the tweet from the breaking news crediting the source or something like that. Maybe it's another piece of information, some sort of a graphic. Got to do that. Then we hit the record button. If I mess up a couple of times, because we know how I am with words, you know, got to redo it a couple of times, maybe. Then we got to edit it. We got to put it into YouTube. We got to do all the keywords, all the back end stuff to make sure it's hitting those sweet, spicy keywords. If, if, if I can do, if there's like a template already for the thumbnail, I'll just do that. If not, then it requires me texting Jake and uh, Jake and Taylor and being like, can someone do a thumbnail? So it looks good. It is. It's a, it's a long process. And I think that's something that I don't really think a lot of people understand what goes into making videos like i'm i think a lot of people are like oh yeah you turn a camera on and the next thing you know it's on youtube and you're making millions of dollars if, if you're certain content <laughs> if you're certain <laughs> content creators you just tweet out that you made a million dollars when you didn't really make a million dollars but that's a completely different story yeah, uh it, it's there's a lot of work that goes into it and this is no way that you're just going to drop some videos and make a million dollars that is not how youtube works there's a lot that goes into this type of work I mean, I, I probably do more business type stuff on the back end now than I do making content, which is disgusting. Like that is absolutely irritating. I was texting Kyle earlier about tax questions and I was just not, not having a great afternoon. And it's just, let me, let me just clarify. You were not asking me tax questions. Cause I don't know. No, I was just, you were just to you. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like asking questions out loud yeah, that I knew that you did not have the answer to, yes. uh, but it's, it's just a pain that a lot of stuff that goes into this, but that aside, we're talking about millions of dollars. Is there a, an agent in sports entertainment that is better than the agent for Kirk cousins? Did anybody see what the hell is going on with Kirk cousins? I I'm sorry. I love y'all like brothers, but I would fire y'all in a heartbeat to get this dude as our CFO because he would be bringing in bank. Now Kirk cousins has a career total of $230 million made. Ever since 2016, he hasn't made less than $19.9 million that has been fully guaranteed. This guy is just racking in the money right now. He's been extended there through 2023. Uh, for 2022, $30 million guaranteed, $40 million guaranteed for 2023. 
we need to like look this dude up and, and make some contact. Who who wants to call? I don't even know who his agent is, but he's he's amazing. Mike Mike McCartney. His name is Mike McCartney. Oh, yeah, uh, you've Kurt done some Warner, research. Kurt Warner is a former client of his, actually. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So there I mean, he knows Kurt Warner. We're trying to get him on the show too. Man, I've been tweeting yeah. at Kurt. If if y'all can help me out there, go on Twitter. I've been tweeting at Kurt Warner. Now he's got a YouTube channel where he breaks down the quarterback position, and dude ain't getting dick reviews. Okay, I mean he's just not getting a whole lot. He's at that beginning infant stage. I'm I reached out willing to help. Hey, you want to come over here? You can do some shows with us. You can you know push your content. We can we can do this teamwork. I ain't getting a response and. Uh, maybe it's because I don't have one of those fancy blue check marks next to my name that everybody thinks is the greatest thing since sliced bread on Twitter. But if you could go out there and just tag Kurt politely and be like, Kurt, hit up Jake. I mean, this would be a, a this would be a great a match made in heaven. I, I I've always been a Kurt Warner fan. I mean, this is kind of like killing two birds with one stone right here. But going back to the Kurt Cousins uh, contract of, of enormous amounts here. If you're Minnesota, Ethan, are are you happy? Are I mean, yeah, you. I'm calling. There's nobody else here called Ethan. You look surprised. Like I, I don't even realize you're here. Are you excited that Kirk Cousins is coming back to Minnesota? If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, I mean, if I'm a fan, probably not. He hasn't shown that he can win you anything uh, for fantasy football. I think it's I think it's fine. Like I was, I'm not gonna lie, a little nervous about what was gonna happen with Justin Jefferson if he loses his quarterback. Uh, I like JJ, so I want him to continue to score fantasy points for me. And he needs somebody that's at least somewhat competent throwing him the football for him to do that. And Kirk Cousins is probably the poster child for being somewhat competent at the quarterback position. Like he's not going to probably win you a Super Bowl by himself, but he's competent. And since I mostly just care about fantasy football, as far as the Vikings go, like I'm okay with it. Do we have like a, a disconnect in society though, because I feel like even this week with the Carson Wentz news, everybody is so quick to hop on and hate Carson Wentz. I don't understand that personally. Maybe if one of you can explain it to me, that would be great. I don't understand the hate for a quarterback who is what he is, right? He's not a top tier quarterback in the NFL. Nobody's out there saying he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Nobody's out there comparing him to any greats in his career Yet the guy gets considerable amount of hate for going out most years, finishing in the top 15 to 18 or so. He's just a solid NFL quarterback. He's not great. He doesn't suck. But so many people want to like hang on and like bash this guy. And in my opinion, it's because their analysis of a player was so far off to begin with that instead of them admitting the fact that they were wrong in their analysis, they're just going to take their analysis for being the word here and and bashing the guy for it does anybody else out there can you explain to me the hate of Carson Wentz and now I guess you can kind of put Kirk Cousins in there as well because a lot of people dislike him as him too it's because of the importance of the position yeah because quarterback has to be the guy I mean it's you could argue that quarterback is the most important position in all of professional sports uh, there's only 32 of them in the, in the world that can lead a national football league team. And when you got a guy like Carson Wentz, that was drafted as high as he was, that doesn't necessarily pan out to really reach. It feels like everybody feels like a quarterback needs to be a top five quarterback to really be deemed successful. Uh, we talked about Tom Brady a few minutes ago, right? I mean, how good he's been over his career. It's kind of, 
you know, soured it for other people. You look at how good Aaron Rodgers has been. You look at how good some of these younger guys are too coming out. Justin Herbert, Joey Burrow. You take a look at all these guys and it's just like, there's so much pressure at the position that when a guy isn't an absolute stud, people think you can't win a Super Bowl. If a guy is not an absolute stud at the quarterback position, you just aren't going to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's why people get the hate. Because if you're a mediocre quarterback, I think, and when I say mediocre, I mean like in terms of the NFL. If you're a mid-level quarterback at the NFL level, you just, people assume you can't win a Super Bowl. I also think it has to do with with the injuries throughout his career. You know, I think a lot of people feel like they may have been burned by him because, I mean, half of his career, he hasn't been able to finish an entire season. So especially back in Philadelphia, where they had that really great defense over a two, three year span, and they had a chance to really compete. He wasn't there, you know, now Nick Foles was able to bring them to, you know, help get them to a Super Bowl that one year. But other than that, they were hoping that Carson Wentz was going to be that guy and he just wasn't on the field enough. I think this is more of, in my opinion, um, all of the, of the commander fans out there, they wanted a big name quarterback, you know what I mean? They're just disappointed. It's kind of like, you think you're going to the prom with the hot chick and then you end up with the fat sister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can you, just, can you speak from experience? Yes. Okay. It's happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I got to admit, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that metaphor right there. That it makes sense though. Cause I mean, you think about it, they wanted the Russell Wilson's, the Deshaun Watson's, they want all these names and then they end up with Carson Wentz, which sure that is a definite downgrade from those other guys. 100%, not taking that away whatsoever. But I look at the flip side, would I rather have Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke? Personally, it's, I'd rather have Carson Wentz. 100%. You know I mean? yes. and, and that's where I don't think people are looking at it now. I think the one hang up here is dude makes Dr. Ethan money, is what I'm saying. He makes like, what, $26, 28000000 million. That is too much for Carson Wentz. 100% agree with that. Uh, cool. But so I'll touch on that because I think that's part gotcha. of the issue. Like, why do people hate on certain quarterbacks? I, I don't think it's a talent debate so much with these guys. It's a lot of times it's the guys that have done it long enough to prove that they should, that they are one of the 20 or 25 best quarterbacks in the league. They deserve to be a starter. The problem is, is that quarterback prices are so outrageous for these teams in a salary cap league that if you have a Carson Wentz making that kind of money, you can't really build a championship level team around him because he takes up so much of the cap himself. And if he is not good enough or what Kirk cousins or whoever the quarterback you have, that's kind of that like middle tier. If he is not good enough to win you games, that doesn't make up for the loss that you have at the rest of the positions because you have that type of quarterback on your salary cap. And so I think that's where they, these guys get the hate, like heck, even like a Matthew Stafford, he had to get traded into a situation where the, the rest of the team was already built and kind of salary capped to, pos to be in the position to get him. Because when he was with the lions, his number was just high enough that like they could not put anything together as far as bringing freight now, of course, it is no, 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 no. so like there's they other problems. I'm not saying that's because the only they were reason. competent enough, Ethan. Don't you dare blame Matthew. Don't you I'm not do saying that. that it's Matthew's fault. I'm saying I'm not that, saying it that you are harder to build a team around a quarterback that's already getting paid quarterback, you know, starter quarterback money than it is to build around a guy that's making pennies. And I think we'll see it again 
in Dallas. I think that Dak Prescott could be in a very similar situation where, yeah, he's good enough to get paid, but can they keep a team that's good enough around him to win a Super Bowl? I, well, they I shouldn't don't have think paid so. Zeke. I mean, we're already seeing it. And so Which they I- shouldn't have paid Zeke, but, but that's besides the point. Like if Dak has to get paid, then you have to keep the team around him. That's like winning games. It's we see this over and over and over again. You know, we're going to see it again. Sorry, Jake, but Kyler Murray is going to get paid. And what's going to happen to the team that they built around him. That was, you know, Super Bowl potentially level prior to some injuries this year. If they pay Kyler, you know, are you going to be able to keep, you know, signing these players to add to the defense? Are you going to be able to trade for these guys that have huge contracts? I don't think so. And so I think what that's why they get this hate is because you're good enough to deserve a contract that straps your team from the salary cap perspective, but you're not good enough to win a Super Bowl without a great team around you. But who out there anywhere in any sport and any job is going to turn down the money like that? So why hate the player when it would be something that we would all be guilty of? Who out there is going to turn down that type of money? Should Carson Wentz have to go back to the ownership and say, listen, I'm not that good. You should pay me less. I mean, I'm not saying no it's doing that. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying that that's where we're I, at. I, 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 I totally agree. With you. I'm just saying like from the hate going towards Wentz, then it's, it's Wentz's fault that he's making all this money. He had to be offered that money and negotiated that money. Somebody at the time thought that, that was a great idea. So they're just as much as at fault for this. And I think that a lot of times, <coughs> excuse me, players will take a lot of heat just based off a of salary. But in the real world, we're all guilty. Of that, we're we all want to make as much as we possibly can, right? True. So, all right. Um, question. I have a, a question, a a burning question. You need and, to get that looked at. <laughs> I get yeah. looked at. No, uh, you mentioned earlier that quarterback was the hardest position in sports, and I tend to agree with that, but it has to be because I deal with football more than anything else. Is if we had to look at each individual sport, what is the most difficult position for each sport? So if we're saying that it's the most important or the most difficult, most difficult, most difficult. Cause I mean, I've, the most difficult thing to do in sports is hit a baseball. I would, I agree. I agree with that. Is it more difficult than hitting a golf ball? Yes. Oh God. I mean, yeah. Have you ever played golf? Yes. Okay. I mean, the act I've done of baseball and contact, I think, is more difficult for sure. Like anybody, I've watched two-year-olds slam a golf ball. Like baseball, I would not be able to physically. Me, I could not physically put a baseball bat onto a professional pitcher if they were throwing a baseball. Like, yeah, you could. Yeah, I'd have no chance. Zero <laughs> percent chance that I would be able to physically like make contact, even like a foul tip. I've seen them try. There's no way that I could do it. So I don't know. I, 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 but is hitting it more difficult or is actually throwing it that fast and hard accurately more difficult? Like, well, that's a lot of just God given talent to be able to throw that hard, to be able to get the type of spin rate on like a curveball or a slider. Some of that you're just born with like, yeah, guys do things to work up to that level. But the guys that are like MLB players, like they were just born with that. And I mean, some of the same really thing what is Jake's asking though. Jake's asking like, what position is the hardest? Mm-hmm. We talked about Not the quarterback. Like what individual act? Because like, yeah, throwing a sixty-yard football is difficult too. But that isn't mm-hmm. the whole encompassment. 
of OBJ can do that. You know, so we can get to receiver. Yeah. So let me throw a caveat in there. What about if we're talking about errors, right? Because you know, we all know in today's era, most of the sports that are is is being played is is soft compared to say like the late. Yeah, Matt calling everybody soft. I mean, it is what it is, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, but my take on it would be let's say in the late 90s, early 2000s, a center. Anybody had to guard Shaq day in, day out. That's the hardest position <laughs> in sports. You know what I mean? And, and I think more of like a matchup base, though, because not just, every center was positions, Shaq. Though. <laughs> what position what, is the hardest? Like, well, I mean, if, if we're talking from 19, before the hand check rule and before the physicality came out of basketball, I say basketball. Go back and look at some of the D, uh, old Detroit Piston bad boy teams and against the Bulls or whoever it is. I mean, if you didn't have a bloody nose, they didn't call a foul. You know what I mean? To me, basketball in that era was probably the roughest sport there was. What about football when they had leather helmets? Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think as far as difficulty and the positions, quarterback, yes, but then also you have to think about being, you know, a goalie for hockey or soccer. You that know, would be so almost, tough. There's almost just as much pressure because, I mean, you all that stands between, you know, you and losing the game is just one you. shot. So yeah. I think a goalie is right. Got to be right up there. What about yeah, a catcher but like for with baseball? a goalie? You might have to, and I'm no soccer person, but what 10, 15 shots on goal, maybe a game. Am I in? The if, if that, if that, yeah, yeah. maybe. So it's then. like, it's like, yes, but it's not one of those constant things with a quarterback, you know, you're dropping back or handing the ball off. 50, 60, 70 times a game, depending on who you are. It's the reason I say quarterback is just all encompassing, like the mental aspect as well. Having to be really like the face of the franchise, the leader of that team. You're one of only 32 people in, you know, in the whole world that play that position uh, with how popular the NFL has become here in America and really overseas, you know, at, at this point as well. Um, they're typically getting paid the most in the league now these days as well. So they have that part on it. You and it's just not like it's just not like throwing. It's such a mental position as well because you have to read defenses. You have to be able to process things so quickly as you're dropping back. You know, oh, this safety's moving, or this corners, or we're going man to man, or oh, they shifted out of this after I snapped the ball, or needing to adjust. It just it's like every single second of every single game, a quarterback just has to be processing at such a high rate. That's why I say it's them. And then obviously they have to have the physical tools to be able to throw the ball 60, 70 yards, to be able to throw somebody to open, to be able to zip it in there as hard as they can one play. And then the next, you know, a little bit of a toss over, you know, over the linebacker or something. There's just so many adjustments. That's why I say it's the difficultest, most difficultest, the most difficult too. Yeah. Back to Kyle being a teacher and creating words. I kind of asked that question for this reason, because we talked before, I think I even hit the record button and we're talking about, we were arguing back and forth about Tom Brady and being the goat and the greatest of all time. And I think that when you factor in the difficulty of the position, I I think that there's always these, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Joe Montana, you know, Tom Brady, all these great athletes of, of our eras and who is like the greatest athlete of all time. And I think when you start to look at different positions and the difficulty of them, it, it kind of sways everything towards football, in my opinion. And I don't know. I wanted to ask. I don't know if that's the correct way to view it. I mean, obviously, my life for the most part revolves around football. So that's what I pay the most attention to. But 
it's just interesting because I think that we get so caught up in a social media age of who's the best and who's, you know, the, the best player in the universe, who's, whatever you want to classify it as. I think it's, it, it kind of gets watered down sometime and it, it's just not something that I think a lot of people put a lot of thought process in anymore. I think it's a lot of personal bias out there for, for whoever it may be. And Kyle's over there looking at his phone, throwing his hands up. So I don't know what he's talking about. I was trying to clear the notification off my phone for the text message. And I accidentally hit the button for Twitter and there was a video that I was on and it popped up. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even hear it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> didn't even hear it. Uh, all right. What, what else you guys want to talk about? Anybody got something burning on the back of their head that they just want to get out before the show ends? Anything. One, Ethan. One always question looks, I have, huh? I got something for Kyle. Uh-oh. Uh, so Kyle, where you are a, you are a baseball guy. Um, why is it that when pitchers, when, when hitters get suspended, it's for a number of games, but obviously impacts them more. But when a pitcher gets suspended, it's not for their number of starts, but for the number of games, because I remember yeah, you were telling a story about how you were suspended for games, but you only missed a certain number of starts. He was doping, just, by the way. He was just taking steroids. It was. It exactly. Was Injecting them right into the old boot, boot ski. Um, it's just because it's such an erroneous type of, statistic because you you say i mean you could say you're going to be suspended for three starts but really what does that mean because maybe you start every third day maybe you start every fourth day maybe you start every fifth day maybe there's a day off so now you're starting on the sixth day instead it's just it's i think it's just hard to say you're going to miss three starts and a team could be like well we were going to switch up the rotation and we were actually going to run a three-man rotation because we've got an off day so technically he would miss you know this day and this day and then be back for this day so i get it i understand why that's you know, part of the issue to offset that maybe instead of suspending, you know, because pitchers are not going to miss as many starts as a hitter would games, maybe their fine should be more and pitch, you know, hitters miss games, pitchers get fined more. No, I was you just thinking about it because of, because where we're coming back into the baseball season, you know, in, in less than a month. So I figured I'd ask. Mm-hmm. You could hey, go ahead. Some burning pitchers. That would, that would make sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, before we go, I had something burning on my mind. I just wanted to say real quick, man. I just wanted to apologize to that fat sister, man. I <laughs> that was that was the best time of my life, you know, back in uh '94, man. So I apologize because because we we know we know she's listening right now. So you, probably well, well done. You had you had thirty six. minutes to sit here and actually like, dang, I feel bad for the fat sister. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> that is. That's next. And that's why we have you here, Mac, is, is for the insight to things that we just we just don't know anything. I don't think that Ethan could have had a story where he reflected on it for 20 minutes about the fat sister and and, and come back and, and apologize like that. So Ethan's got yeah, other Ethan stories about donkeys. no fat sisters. So Mac, that shows what type of what type of stand up guy you are, you know. So thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, I try to do my due diligence, baby. <laughs> I, it, I mean, usually this is about the an hour and a half into the normal podcast when things start going off the rails. Um, it's it's happened within the first thirty minutes of this one. Uh, congratulations on the shorter side. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh, Max, like you know what? I'm gonna put a stamp on this one right now, and, and that that's kind of what this is about for the Monday show. Listen, when we come out on Wednesday, we're talking about all things NFL for like an hour and a half. Sometimes 
a few of us get a little long wind and turns into like almost two hours. But on Monday, we just want to hit you with a little bit of the, the late breaking news, some things outside of football. I think a lot of times we're trying to find a way to break up the monotony of just talking football, especially in the offseason when there's not always a ton of things going on. Now, this past week, there's been a ton of things going on, and now the tampering period's upon us. So we'll start hearing yes. more and more news over the next few days, the next few weeks. So that's going to be exciting as well. But the next a- three days, it's my Viagra. Breaking news constantly. I'm going to be stiff as a rock for the next three days, man. Oh, yes. Wow. Ethan. You need to get him to do with any of that. You need to get him under control. That sounds like a problem. You're Um, a doctor. Fix it. I'm not that kind of doctor. (laughs) You work with your hands. He needs to speak to his wife about that. That sounds like something she could handle. I know I'll cough for you any day of the week. I bet you would, you little weirdo. All right. Well, hey, on that note, do do us a favor. If we haven't completely turned you off in this podcast yet, do us a favor. Hit that that uh, review button there. Five star ratings will definitely help push some more people this way. We want to have more fun on the podcast. We don't want to be boring. We don't want to be monotone. We don't want to be scripted. We want to just come here and have a good time talking to each other and hanging out with you, the community. So do us a favor. If you could leave us that rating review, we greatly appreciate it. But uh, until next time, make sure you're looking out for that Wednesday podcast, and we'll talk to you later. I'm a headliner.